beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Go ahead and join me, please. Thank you guys for joining us for our first live podcast episode. We are at 100 episodes for Chronicles Abroad. So, <laughs> and so we decided to come in today and basically talk to you guys a little bit about this podcast journey that we had. And it's been a phenomenal year. Right, Francis? Girl, you ain't tell no lie. Okay. <laughs> All right. For those who don't know who we are, my name is Nubia. And I'm Francis. And we are the host of Chronicles Abroad. Um, it's a travel podcast that's aimed towards inspiring people to travel with passion and purpose. And we've been podcasting now for a little over a year, and it's been a huge roller coaster ride. <laughs> if y'all don't know how we got started, just to give you a little heads up. Frances was living in Japan at the time. She had moved abroad. Hello, Miss Ebony Love. Uh, she had moved abroad to Japan, and I was stalking her Facebook page. And I was like, you know what? I got to reach out to this chick because she's the only person I've ever met that I know that moved abroad, who was around my age, who was a single mom. And so I just reached out to my network. So Frances, tell them how I used to, like, hit you up with questions. <laughs> All the time, man. I was like, who is this? Who is this person? Whatever. Like, we had met briefly, but we didn't know each other that well. So that's why. Right. But basically, I'm saying that to tap into your resources. So if you know somebody who has been somewhere or who is going somewhere, make sure to tap into that resource. So basically, I tapped the shit out of Francis's resources. And um, I made the decision to move abroad myself to Thailand. When I got abroad, we had a conversation and, and I was asking her, you know, do you feel like you're losing friendships now that you're abroad? You know, people a little different. And when you were going abroad, did you ever see people like us, you know, young black professional women of color also moving abroad? And both of us had the same answer. We couldn't find it. If you go online today, what you would find is a bunch of young white millennials who are backpacking through the world they're backpacking across the world and we could not find people that look like us. So that's how Chronicles Abroad initially got started. And throughout the year, we've noticed that there's more and more of us in the black travel movement that's being highlighted and spotlighted on places like Essence and, you know, Travel New War and things like that. And I think that's a great thing. So it just means that we're going in the right direction, right? That's right. I mean, it's interesting because both our stories are very different and we talk about our stories all the time. But for those of you who are joining for the very first time, uh, us here, it's interesting because when I first moved abroad, I did not have a community. I just kind of, I was living in a rural place. Well, not too rural, but about 45 minutes outside of Bangkok, Thailand. And I was one of two people of color and it was a challenge. And I spent about one semester teaching abroad there. And I realized that I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back 
and do it all over again uh, because it was very isolating and uh, disconnected. I mean, for me, whereas Nubia has a completely, totally different story. Yeah. I landed and it's been a huge community for those who have ever traveled to or have seen pictures of mine from Chiang Mai, Thailand. There is a huge community of people of color here in Chiang Mai, which is great. So I immediately immersed myself into an instant community. And here I am two years later, still in Chiang Mai. I'm leaving here and heading off to Europe. And Francis is back in the States, hence why we are on two separate platforms right now. Yeah, so. I'm back in uh, Boston where... I grew up and most of my family is from, and I'm cold. I went from 100 degree weather to, I don't know, cold, okay? <laughs> but it's all good. I'm happy to be here and just spending time with family. Yeah. So first off, let's just start off by saying thank you so much to our listeners and to our contributors, people like Miss April Lynn, who is on here. Girl, you get a huge... <laughs> Malika, yes, you get a shout out too for being a guest. Thank you. I mean, my whole thing is that we just appreciate everybody who has helped us along the way with these hundred episodes. And on top of that, our blog series, the Black Men Travel series, the Jet Setter series, the Fresh Faces series. I mean, the list goes on. We're just yeah. building more and more content. And, um, for those who are listening who would like to be a part of the collective, we're always looking for people that can help in any way, shape, or form and contribute, whether it's writing, whether it's, you know, um, any kind of expertise that can help grow Chronicles Abroad. I mean, it's all about connections and networking and supporting one another. Yeah, and also cross-promoting, you know. We love sharing other people's artistic skills or whatever project that you have going on. Um, let's cross-promote and support each other. Yeah, that's all we can do, right? As women, we need to support each other. And as people of color, we need to support each other. And as entrepreneurs, we have to support one another because that's all we can do is, is put out that support. So with that said, over the past year, we had some interesting guests. And through our interviews, we've developed some great friendships. We've even collaborated and networked with a few, one being Takesha Harvey, who is now a partner of Chronicles Abroad. And she has been an instrumental piece to a huge puzzle of ours it just goes to show you that we all share the same kind of inspiration when we were in the states which was we wanted to do something different so once we got abroad it's almost like you're dealing with people um of a like mind so it's a different kind of conversation it's a different kind of it's a different kind of way you move and a different kind of way things happen it just i don't know the universe has been in our favor and it's been amazing what's that word i like to use kismet very kismet I think yeah. the minute that you decide to do something and the minute that you, you know, make that decision to make a shift, I do believe 100% that the universe aligns and throws things in your path to help you succeed. But you just have to first make that decision and be open to the process and trust the process. Exactly. Trust the process is where it's at. If we have anybody online that has a question for us, please just feel free to type it in the chat. We're going to try to answer some questions along the way because we constantly get questions in our DMs and our emails and we're happy to hear from people all the time sometimes it takes us a little while <laughs> because we're so inundated with other things but we always get back to it um that's usually francis's fault just to let y'all know oh is that what we're doing just a little petty petty but um with that said francis do you have any uh comments that we received in our uh itunes or emails yeah, that you want to share got I just want to say thank you to those who took the time out to actually write a review. 
We know it takes a little bit of extra work, so we greatly appreciate it. You know, but they need it. Please write a review yeah, if you listen to us on iTunes. Writing a review really helps people find the podcast uh, and encourages other people to listen. And so we do appreciate it when you take the opportunity to do so. Um, let's see here. We have somebody here, refreshing and funny. I first heard of this dynamic duo on the She Hit Refresh podcast. So shout out to She Hit Refresh podcast, Seppi and them. Uh, being a solo traveler myself, uh, I didn't think that I would have normally met folks, uh, you know, just from different backgrounds and such. But uh, this person decided to hit refresh on their life at 25 and really said that, you know, they just really appreciate the information that's being presented on the podcast and how inspiring it's been and how diverse and unique the voices have been. And that's really the goal of Chronicles Abroad is to bring you a diverse group of voices, people from all different all over the world. Life. Our whole podcast is about being a professional 30 plus person. And we interview people who are of all age ranges. We've even had interviews of people who were in their late 20s because of where they were in their life. It's just where they could have had a story that resonated with other people. And we do also interview with retirees who are over 50. But for the most part, our podcast is for the 30 plus crew. And majority of the interviews that you'll hear will be also people who are 30 plus. Often, sometimes people get to a point in their lives that they're wondering what's next for them. And part of this whole experience is to say, like, it's never too late to do anything that you want. You know, we do circle this podcast around travel, but ultimately, it's living your life very purposefully and doing the things that bring you joy, that bring you peace, and mm -hmm. connecting you with other people. That's really the basis of all of this. And we hope that it has inspired you to take action and to do the things that you've always been wanting to do, but maybe you have put off. Um, it's interesting because when we initially started of this podcast, we sat on the idea for a few months and we went back and forth wondering, you know, should we do it? Should we not do it? And we got stuck in that whole uh, paralysis analysis of information. And finally, we were in Vietnam and we were just like, you know what? We'll just announce it. And <laughs> announcing it got our butts and gears to actually produce something. And so we went to work and we haven't looked back since. So whatever you're sitting on, and you know that you've been wanting to do it, it's never too late. You know, just go ahead and just just do it. Exactly. So how many people on that want to actually start a podcast? Can you do a, like, hands up or say me, Kay writes? What's up, Kay? Anybody want to move abroad, say me. So I'm kind of trying to see, engage where people are in their lives. Because I like asking people questions to see kind of the way they move. Some people have been very transparent and honest to say that moving abroad is just not, they're not interested it, in it. And that's fine. I still, okay, Kay, where do you want to move to? Where abroad would you like to go? Is that Harry? Hey, Harry. April, we know you out, girl. April, we getting you there. But you never really told us where would you like to go? The book lover mom, where would you like to go? Put in the comments where you guys would like to move to. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Because, you know, living abroad necessarily, it's a great thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you all right now. The hardest part of my day is trying to figure out what I want to eat for lunch. That's 
that's the hardest part of my day. But it's, you know, there's other parts to it that not everybody glorifies, right? It's making sure that you do have income. It's making sure that, okay, so wait, Kay says not in one spot. Kay, I thought I was the same person who wanted to move around. And then when it was time to pack up this house to go somewhere else, I was like, hell no, I don't want to keep doing this. So everybody wants to go far east, okay? okay. Asia's where it's at. April wants to go to like six countries at once. <laughs> what you can do if you're in Southeast Asia, it's pretty easy to do. But no, I'm going to tell you, if you move to Asia, you're going to get spoiled like shit because it's so inexpensive to live in Asia. So when you travel to other places, you're like, you want me to pay what for a coffee or you want me to do what for? It's, it's oh real. I spent, I went to Panera Bread today. You know how much my coffee was? $3.29. I was upset. Yeah, you could buy you could buy three coffees here in Chiang Mai for that. Now, Spain and Portugal, Portugal's a beautiful place to go. I think it was the book lover mom that said Portugal and Spain. And she's turning 50 years old and ready. I can dig it, girl, living your best life. I turned 40 in Bali, so 50 is right around the corner for me. And I feel like, you know, just do it. But Portugal is a beautiful place. I will tell you, it's a lot of cobblestone, so it's a little different on your feet. Um, <laughs> as somebody who had did a lot of walking in Portugal, I was laid up every night with my feet up. Just knowing the countries that you want to go to is very important. You know, doing a little research about the the climate is extremely important. So I think that you all have the ability to move abroad. Say that again? I was just saying hello to Meditation Queen. But go ahead. Oh, hello to everybody, actually. So yes, if you ever really want to move abroad, I would say to really think about why and think about where, right? The who, what, where, why, when type of thing. Let's see, the book lover, you visited where? You visited Portugal in September? But back to rewinding back to Asia and everything, moving to Asia is a great it's a great thing. We love it. I mean, it's easy to travel to multiple countries within the same Southeast Asian region for little to no money. And I can attest that I've been to Bali for $86 round trip. We've been to India for $90. We've been to Vietnam. We've been to Laos, you know, just a, a bunch of different places. I've been to Malaysia a couple of times and it's really, really inexpensive to go. And then from Malaysia, you just go on to Singapore and the list just keeps going and going and going and going. So I tell people all the time, if anything, come and see if you like it. You don't have to pack up your whole life first. Take a month sabbatical if you can, two weeks whatever and just chill do not pack your schedule in with a bunch of touristy shit because that's exactly what you will fall into and you really won't get a feel of how it feels to live here yeah. Kay writes okay. ask could i still work in my healthcare field i mean Kay, it all depends on what country you're looking to move into and specifically chiang mai i will say that it's difficult as a westerner to get an actual job unless you're in bangkok bangkok is really easier because it's a hub um, it's a metropolitan hub. So I would think that whatever country you're in, if you're in a metropolitan hub, it may be a lot easier to stay within your fields in the States. You could also do, I mean, there's NGOs, there's, you know, so there's lots of opportunities out there. You just kind of have to, you know, do your research, take a look around and see what's out there. But like she said, major hub, you know, certain countries. Shanghai. You know, so mm -hmm. definitely it's possible. Yeah, definitely. I say every to everybody, check the metropolitan list, the international hub in all countries and see what kind of jobs they have. Healthcare is a little different because I don't know how those, you know, how those things uh 
translate or cross promote but I do have a friend that is a nurse in the UAE. I know the UAE does hire travel nurses but a lot of people because of the political climate in the UAE or what they feel like is not having the the gender equality, they don't want to go there but uh, we don't have gender equality in the state so I don't see it as being any different <laughs> and and do that. But yes, the World Health Organization or any NGO that actually has an international presence. There's also a lot of remote work. You know, we have a friend who moved to Playa del Carmen she is now in Asia and she landed a online job as a health coach and that wasn't her thing she's a coach but she was a life coach and now she does health coaching online and a lot of times you can create these things or you can just look online for keywords of things that you you know that are your passion and a lot of things pop up so you'll be surprised yeah. and you know a lot of people we hear that People say, you know, we don't have any skills. We don't have any transferable skills. And, I, you know, I beg to differ. I think, you know, if you've been in the workforce for a little bit and maybe you've taken a few courses here and there, you definitely have some skills. It's just about identifying what those are and combine that with what you like to do. You know, just like even just doing this whole podcast thing, Nubia and I had to learn. Learn. <laughs> it's still learning. <laughs> It's a huge learning curve for the both of us. You know, a lot of YouTube, a lot of reading articles. Uh, we had to relearn and learn new things uh, since day one. And now it's, you know, it's second nature. Like, you know, I edit other people's podcasts as well. But that's not something I knew how to do. And so if you're open to that, and there's a lot of free courses. I always recommend Coursera.org. Free courses of anything that you want to learn. YouTube Nation free. So if you're feeling like there's a gap in your skills, then definitely take it online and close those gaps and you will find employment abroad. Yeah. And as an accountant, I'm thinking the first thing that comes to mind is this, uh, ton of entrepreneurs out there that would love to have a accountant to go to to make sure that they're not in no financial issue. I mean, I think that's a, a area that needs to be tapped in when it comes down to being a nomad and having those kind of um, people around, you know, financial services, whether it's taxes, whether it's accounting. I think there's a, a huge um, market that might be out there for you as an accountant. If but you want to do like freelance. You know what I mean? I always say, hey, start with Fiverr. Start with something like that. Fiverr, Upwork, uh, put your skill sets out there. Pick a niche. You know what I mean? Work with expats. If you know that kind of industry, pick a, a specific niche and um, just put yourself out there. Yeah. And one thing I will tell you is as you're abroad, you end up finding community in different places. And then as you're having conversations with people, you tell them kind of the things that you like or you're like, oh, you know, what do you do? So many opportunities have come. Can I just tell you all right now, Spike Lee is here in Chiang Mai, Thailand, doing a movie. And Francis and I both got casted, but Francis ended up going to the States. So I had the pleasure of being on set for his upcoming Netflix film this past weekend. So the opportunities are endless. And three people in particular that we know that are young black professionals literally landed jobs with Spike Lee on the movie, all because they were in the right place at the right time. And they reached out to their network and the community in those places and they put themselves out there. So I say to people, it's not always a situation where we can say, okay, if you leave the States, you can do this, that, this, that, any other. Sometimes you just got to physically be in the presence to understand where you 
fit in. So I tell people all the time, Chiang Mai is a wonderful place for you to be a big fish in a small pond. You find a need and then you find a solution. And that's just what it's like no matter where you go. Um, if you're in the IT field, of course, it's going to be a lot easier for people to find remote work. But also if you're in sales, sales is big. We have a girlfriend who does sales from the UK and she's from the States and she travels all around Europe doing sales for a small tech company. I would say um, update your your LinkedIn account, start making connections on LinkedIn and start, you know, you can type in search engine like remote work. Also, people who are interested in hospitality and travel, American Express always hires what they call world customer service or something like that. It's like a virtual position where you actually are answering questions from, uh, from um, Amex customers. In order to have that job, you know, you got to make sure your credit's right and everything else because it is an Amex. <laughs> so they do background checks and financial checks and stuff like that. But it's a remote position. So you can land remote positions before you leave or you can do some things like we do. Frances is a full-time teacher or was because um, she is no longer in Asia, but she was a teacher at a school and she also teaches online part-time and she freelances as a podcast editor and a copyright. Let's keep going. You want to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> she got her 50 million jobs and well, I teach online full time. <laughs> but that's your hustle and that's okay. But you hustle the way you choose to. You move the way you move because you can and you have that flexibility to do so. Hey, Jess, what is that? Jess, me, Teresa. Hey. So that's the that's the great thing about being able to do things on your own. But if you do have a full time job, I would totally recommend getting your shit together while you have the full time job. Mm -hmm. It just so makes sense side hustles and your yeah, side hustle could be your main hustle so that's the big thing your side hustle could be it is i think it is a tagline somewhere i don't know mm -hmm. i know i heard it somewhere that's the thing about work and a lot of people ask about like healthcare and stuff like that honestly you're paying for healthcare every single month that you may or may not use True let's that. just be honest <laughs> you know how often i mean even when i was living in the states i rarely used it yeah, but you're paying into it. Fortunate. Yeah, but you're paying well, into it every month. Yeah, you pay into it. And it's it's interesting mm. because we did a um, webinar about the moving abroad process. And there's a link in our bio for that if you want to take a look at it. But we find that people seem to say, oh, I don't know where to start and all this stuff. But really, it's just fear. You know, it's just all this fear that's kind of holding a lot of people back from <laughs> really making that leap, taking that leap of faith to go abroad. And so once you figure out what those fears are and just really take the emotion out of it and just think logically, it all just starts making sense. And to the point where it's like, well, why not? You know, we talk often about our home in Thailand. If Nubia, you want to share a little bit about what our home was like in Thailand. Okay, well, I'm still in the house. Okay, I still live here. So <laughs> Francis and I shared a three-bedroom, two-bath house in a gated community with a swimming pool, a gym, 24-hour security. We have a washing machine. We have a papaya tree in our backyard. We have yard space. And we were spending 560 U.S. dollars total. <laughs> split between two people and our utilities if you added our utilities to it including our cable and internet we probably spent a total of 300 dollars per person a month for our living expenses including utilities our water bill is about four dollars a month and our electricity bill was maybe twenty dollars a month and food is hella inexpensive i mean honestly guys as 
I, I, she said, do we, yeah, Kay, do I need a roommate? Had, I would have. Listen, we've had so many people run through, like, we've had roommates upon roommates, people stopping by, and it's, it's been great. I feel like we've it's like a hostel. A low-key hostel, but, you know, it's just, <laughs> Well, we had so many people come to the house, and we, I mean, we loved it. We loved showing people yeah. around, you know, getting to know different people. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's just the beauty. I believe that, like. So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight Check that item off your bucket list and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. We're very biased. Well, I know I'm very biased when it comes to travel and living abroad. You know, I'm here temporarily now, but I feel that travel is very transformative if you allow it and you open yourself up to it with all the highs and the lows. And I believe that, uh, especially the U.S. dollar goes really long. And sometimes, and what you find, depending too, on where you are, depending where you go, obviously, like mm-hmm. if you go to Japan, maybe not. Um, but, you know, the opportunities are endless abroad, and I think it's important for a lot of us who are interested in this process to take that space to explore it and do those trial runs. And you find how feasible a lot of things is. Healthcare, just the quality of life just changes dramatically. Um, you know, we talk about just health and nutrition, being able to have access to fresh fruit, fresh, affordable fruit, fresh food, and all this good stuff is so, I mean, I've never experienced anything like it before, but it's something that you aren't going to know unless you actually make that transition and actually, you know, we can talk about long, but until you experience this dramatic shift in your quality of life, you don't realize what you've been missing out on until you actually do it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you know, like I said, you don't have to pack up your house and leave for, uh, for everybody that thinks that we're saying like, you know, fuck America, get rid of your house, get rid of your car and just come. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, you know, take the time out to make a decision that works for you. If you're sitting at home or sitting at work, like really depressed. And when she talks about her, the quality of life, Francis had battled, you know, depression and anxiety. I was clinically diagnosed with what you call the winter blues because we're both from Boston and Boston has long ass winters, long winters. So when I moved to Virginia, it helped, but I still had that, you know, those blues, right? Something just wasn't sitting right with me. It wasn't feeling good. But when I'm in Thailand, I wake up every day, the sun is shining every day. When I came here, I was almost 180 pounds. I'm 411, y'all. Okay, so that's some obese shit. I wasn't doing much. All I did was eat the food that's here and I drank the fresh fruit juices and stuff. And I lost weight just by doing just everyday stuff. It wasn't like I was seeking it. Before Francis left, we went to the dentist. And I mean, literally, the deep cleaning was like $27. I mean, we get our health checkup here. It's not like things stop. Everything still continues. You still go to the dentist. You still go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? But you pay out of pocket, but it's so inexpensive. Huh? I was just saying, you still have a regular ass life. All right. Tom wants to know how the expat community is there. It's it's thriving. Amazing. It's Thailand. You know, Thailand, I would say, is a huge hub for digital nomads. And I mean, there's Westerners everywhere in Bangkok. Unless you go to kind of like the rural, rural areas, maybe you won't see as many foreigners. But if you go to the cities like the Chiang Mai's, the Bangkok's, the Phuket's, you will find expats. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have expats throughout Thailand, but if you're looking at 
you know, families, Chiang Mai is huge for families. There's a lot of, like, the vibe here is a lot, is a lot more chill than Bangkok. Bangkok is a major city, so it's a lot of hustle and bustle and big businesses and the embassies and all of that stuff. So you have a little bit more of a New York feel, city-like feel, right? But you still got the quote-unquote boroughs on the outside or the outskirts. Bangkok is a little bit more accessible because they have a metro system where Chiang Mai just got a bus. So if you don't want to get on a motorbike, it's a little bit difficult unless you have, you know, a car or something, which is easy to get. A lot of our friends are thriving immensely. We went to one of our girlfriend's house not too long ago for dinner, and both Francis and I were floored. We were like, <laughs> her house was amazing. They, they had a, a white baby grand piano in their living room in this huge house with a pool in the front yard and all of this stuff her and her husband we were like yo we need to level up <laughs> we thought our little three bedroom two bath house was good i was like nah this is what's up oh my goodness yeah yeah no, so your money goes long in asia yeah this is misconception is like when you go abroad you're going to be missing out on these modern amenities these western amenities and you're not you know obviously it depends where you go you know but ultimately if you want to to have that lifestyle and you can afford it's it. there. You can get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can still have all the warm comforts of home. You do a, you'll pay for it, obviously, but it's still possible. Yeah. And there's always downsides, right? It's like if something happens in the States, it's not like you can hop on a plane and you're going to be in the States in a couple of hours. It's a, it's a 30 hour plus uh, flight. So it's, it's yeah. almost like a two day travel. So that's kind of the downside of everything. It be four flights to get home. I mean, you could get it in two or three maybe, but yeah, four flights. So, I mean, for me, that's just too much. I'm realizing after three years being in Asia that that's just way too far for me. If I want to go home, I want to go home maybe under 10 hours or something like that. So that's something to consider, you know, as you explore and do these trial runs. Is mm -hmm. this, you know, feasible and, you know, how close do you want to be from home and, or does it matter? Uh, yeah. Tom wants to know, um, let's see. No, he's say, moving to Vietnam. Vietnam the next part, north, south. Uh, we both visited north and south, Hanoi and... Um, Da Nang and Saigon. So Vietnam was actually where I was going. I researched Da Nang and I just knew I was going to end up in Da Nang. And I got to Chiang Mai and I was just like, I think this is where it's at. Sometimes no matter where you think you might land, it might not always be like that. My plan was to be in Turkey by now. Spike Lee comes to Chiang Mai and now my ass is still in Chiang Mai and now I'm heading to Germany. So you have to be very flexible. You can't be very rigid. You can say, I know a lot of people mention they want to go here, they want to go there. And that's great. But once you get there, you might be like, I'm good. I don't want to be here. And that's okay. You can just go right on to the next country or, you know, try someplace else. That's the great part about being nomadic is having that flexibility. And I'll just share a little bit about the downside for me about being a nomad. When I was in the States, I had everything that I needed. I had everything that I wanted. I was, everything was successful, whatever. And when I decided to get rid of everything, it was very um, emotional for me to depart from all of the things that I knew. Now, you know, I, I took that leap. I did everything. I cried. I did so much. I got rid of it all. Perched. Here I am in Chiang Mai creating another home, <laughs> comfortability, you know, two years later, and I'm packing up my house and I'm doing it all over again. It doesn't feel good to me. And I was like, you know what? This might not work for me to just pack up a home every single country I'm in. Maybe it's best if I, you know, for me, get a home base, someplace that I can just stay and travel from and go back to. But I had to learn that because I thought I was going to 
throw that backpack on and I was going to go around to these countries and just do whatever. And I realized quickly I'm a very I'm a slow traveler. I rather take my time. I rather stay in a place for a little while. I rather do all those things and I didn't know that about myself because when I was in the states I was like this. I was buying flights and I was going, I was going, going, going and I thought that's how my life would be living abroad and it's totally not. So Yeah. Here's the thing. What about you, you Francis? Yeah, no, same thing for me. You know, I went, I did uh four and a half months, five months first time in Thailand. And I was like, I'm still reeling from all the culture shock and all the transitions and how different things are. One thing to know is Thailand has never been colonized. They do things their own way. And um so that's an adjustment. And after that, I went to the States for a little bit and I headed to Japan because I was like, you know, maybe I need something that's a little bit more industrialized. Japan is high speed, metro rail, all that stuff. stuff and everything else. I did 9 months in Japan and I realized Japan wasn't for me. Beautiful country. Food is amazing, but it's cold. And I was like, okay, I thought I could do the cold weather, but I really can't. And on top of that, it was just just a different culture. You know, I felt like I was back in the states. Japan is a very workaholic kind of environment. And I knew that going in, but experiencing it is a totally different thing. And they work and they work, okay? That is just not what I wanted, you know, so I went back to Thailand. Thailand is a bit more laid back, it's a bit more relaxed and it fit my personality a little bit better. And but just like Nubia said, you just got to be open to all types of experiences and it's going to challenge you in ways that you never thought it would happen. But I feel like this whole entire experience, at least for me, has totally transformed my life. And also this whole moving abroad, traveling abroad also helps build your confidence and makes you feel like, damn, you know, I could I could go, you know, half across the world and globe and and really hold my own and navigate and get my own apartment and do all these things and all this stuff. So it builds a new layer of confidence that you never thought you had uh when you take that chance and accept those challenges. So Yeah, I don't know if I answered that whatever you said, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just me, Teresa. Yes, girl. I'm heading to Germany. And when I tell you that this podcast has opened so many doors for some wonderful friendships, it really has. Uh we interviewed Daniela and her son Jaden. Daniela was um here in Chiang Mai with her teenage son and he is being world schooled, all 100% virtual schooling. And uh we interviewed her and she actually bought a home in Germany and said, "Come visit." And I'm one of those people, if y'all tell me to come visit, I'm coming. So if anybody wants me to come visit them while I'm in Europe, I'm coming. and in the story. So, <laughs> um I packed up my stuff and I'm going to go stay in Germany for a couple of weeks and see how I like it. And then oh, hope to visit Berlin. Yes, girl. So Berlin is on our list. Berlin is definitely on our list. All right, Tom, good luck in Vietnam. We hope it all yeah. works out for you. <laughs> But yes, for sure. Tap into your network, guys. You know, we are your network as well. So make sure to reach out to us and we just, you know, really want to say thank you to everybody for everything that you've done. Like Francis mentioned a little bit earlier in this live, we have a webinar out right now that is already recorded and you can see it for free and it is basically from novice to nomad called the ultimate blueprint to moving abroad. So for people who are really serious about wanting to take those steps, you know, there are resources out there and we're putting stuff together. We're working with Takesha Harvey and Danielle Desir to really put these resources together to 
give them to you I'll guys so that you can guys. do it. Yeah, right? make want, it happen effortlessly. We want to hear and see more success stories of those who finally decided, you know, the downsized. You know, we've heard stories from people reaching out to us and saying, hey, I finally did it. I downsized or, hey, I finally decided to make room for expenses to save and all this other stuff. So people are doing it. And we're so happy to hear those types of stories. It warms our heart. It encourages us to really bring, you know, better and more powerful content to you guys. So keep, you know, DMing us and sending us emails and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So we wanted to say thank you for our 100th episode. I hope that we were able to answer some questions. I know some of you on here definitely got the got the itch, got the urge cuz girl, when that itch started for me, it was it was it was bad. It got to the point. Yeah. <laughs> like four days I'm like oh where, which flight can I take next <laughs> exactly once it starts man it starts to burn and you're just like you need to explode so thank you Kay right so we appreciate that um, yeah. we totally like I said we are your network so please feel free to always reach out to us if you would like to be a part of the uh, Chronicles of Broad Collective and contribute in any way if you're a travel writer if you have some good ideas if you even have some feedback and suggestions we love to hear all this because this is trial and error for us guys. Women in media, we are today. Ask us a year ago, we probably would have been like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about that. <laughs> Tell me about it. Life takes you where it takes you. Exactly. So Jessie, Teresa, thank you so much. And we appreciate that. Stay in tune. Francis and I will literally be working on some more video content because uh, we believe that, yeah, it's great to hear our voices, but I think that it's going to be better to have this kind of interaction with our listeners and our guests. So we'll see what the rest of 2019 brings. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.